0: we can become the living, breathing, wonderworking saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is episode 154. And if you're just joining the community, welcome. Um, I just spent the last week at Seek and I met some phenomenal people, and I'm hoping that they're jumping into the community and taking advantage of all that's there. But this is one of those things, which is the podcast. And In my podcast, I do something similar as I do in written form in my weekly newsletter, and I share food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. And this week, as we are liturgically moving out of the Christmas season and moving more into ordinary time in this weird kind of way, preparing ourselves before we enter into Lent in February... But this is a time of we have calendar years changing and we have a lot of discussion about resolutions and how is it that we might go about finding change in our life. And I found a brilliant quote by Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, may he rest in peace. Um, And from there, we begin our conversation about how it is that we might be able to find the change that we truly are desiring in our lives. So I hope that you find this to be of great value to you, and I'll see you on the flip side uh, because I also provide resolutions of how it is that you can live out the conversation that we are about to have. So thanks for joining and see you on the flip side. Hello. And welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host. And just as a reminder, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, make sure to go and subscribe and get reminders so that you know anytime that I post on YouTube, because I also have a YouTube live show that I do each week and also post other um, things onto YouTube. And then if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you're on in order to make sure that you get notified again whenever I post a new episode. So without further ado, let us jump into our food for the head this week. It comes from Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. He writes, Only if people change will the world change. And in order to change, people need the light that comes from God. The light which so unexpectedly on the night of Christmas, entered into our night. If you were not aware, um, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI passed away. Now, um, you know, we're now into the second week of January, and so it's now been more than 10 days. And this last week, I was actually at... Uh, the Seek 23 conference where you had 17,000 people gathered, uh, most of them young people from college all across the country um, who had gathered, uh, Focus sponsors it. And for those of you who might not know, Focus sends missionaries out to college campuses in order to um, share the good news uh, with those who are on college campuses. But I digress. So the fact is though, is that throughout the week, we were continuously praying for Pope Benedict. And then when I returned home to my own parish, we um, have had all week, we've had a picture of Pope Benedict as well as a candle burning uh, beside, and then masses have been, and he's been a part of the intentions. But the fact is, is that all that being said, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI was most well known As a theologian. This is before he became Pope, but he was a gifted theologian. And one of the things that he wrote an entire series about Jesus, um, and so if you have not read uh, that series, um, I highly recommend you pick it up because this is a part of what he speaks of, about the profound nature of God coming into creation, his own creation, and becoming a part of it, and because of it, the light that we need, all the grace that we need in order to become who he created us to be to begin with, is now in our world. And this is the big thing that, you know, Benedict points out here, you know, God entered into our night, and it was unexpectedly so, and this is why we celebrate Epiphany. This is why we celebrate the wise men who saw the star and followed it, even though I'm sure people thought they were absolutely nuts um, for packing up, leaving, and journeying. It would have been for probably a couple of years in order for them to get where they would eventually find the star, which would be in Bethlehem. But they first made that stop in Jerusalem, didn't they? And in Jerusalem. Interestingly enough, they asked, where is the newborn king of the Jews? And Herod, who was the king, who, by the way, had been appointed by the Romans. There was some political maneuvering there. And then also everyone else who was in power in Jerusalem, they were all not happy. They were very fearful. They were afraid. And this is what led, of course, to the slaughter of the holy innocents. So why am I going through all of this? Because our response to God is going to be dependent upon where we are and what it is that we are seeking. We are all seeking God, whether or not we know it or not. God has created us for himself. And our hearts are restless until they rest in him. Thanks, St. Augustine. But the fact is, is that when we hear that God loves us or that he truly um, desires for us to be with him in a relationship, and this is why we should pray each day, it's really difficult sometimes for us to not hear that and to feel threatened, to feel afraid. Because we're like, okay, what's this going to do to my life? How is this going to change things? Well, Benedict's example is a beautiful one about allowing God into his life and allowing him to change things. What do I mean? Well, if you know anything about Pope Emeritus' Benedict XVI's story, he became Pope after now Saint John, Pope John Paul II in 2005. People thought that he would serve as Pope until he died, which would have been today. However, in 2012, and this is a story that Bendix shares, but not a lot, he shared that he became firmly convinced in his prayer that he was to resign as Pope and that he was supposed to commit himself then to prayer and study and writing in order to spread the light of Christ that way instead of continuing to serve as Pope. That's a huge change. And it went against his resignation when he announced his resignation. It went against all of what tradition has done. I believe he was the first Pope to have resigned in over 400 years. Think about the courage and also the firm conviction that he had that this was the path for him. This is what happens when we allow God, the light that unexpectedly showed up on Christmas Eve, into our lives. We are willing to change. And as we're talking about New Year's resolutions and, you know, different things, you know, we really need to focus upon, are we making resolutions that we want or are these resolutions that God wants for us? We really have to struggle, I think, at least I know I do, with determining the difference because we have desires in our heart and those desires in themselves are good, but usually they get twisted up and they're going off the mark towards something that God doesn't want for us rather than being on the mark and going towards what God desires. And we have this weird idea, I think, in our heads that what God wants and what we want are always going to be diametrically opposed or what God wants is going to make us supremely unhappy. So we become like Herod and those in Jerusalem and we become afraid, we become fearful and we reject the good news. So one of the things is, is that we have Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI example to look towards. Of where we don't have to be afraid. God works through all things and we don't have to be you know fearful of what change might be coming but rather we can embrace it and we can allow the light to shine into our lives in such a way that we are able to bring that light then to others. Our food for the heart comes from Saint Benedict. He writes, whenever you begin any good work, you should first of all make a pressing appeal to Christ our Lord to bring it to perfection. So Saint Benedict was the original monk. You know, in the 5th century, he is called the father of Western monasticism, and one of the biggest things is that his rule, of what now we call the rule of St. Benedict, but his rule his for life, living life, was had two pillars. It was focused upon prayer and work, ora et labora. And one of the things was is that Benedict knew, and we know from throughout the centuries of watching other saints, is that if any good work is going to come about then we need to first call down the blessings of heaven. We need to, one, be discerning with God. Is this what it is that we need to be about? Allow him to direct us and to prompt us. But then also, once we begin that work, to continue to call upon him and say, do I need to make a change and an adjustment? Am I going on the right path? Do we need to go a different direction? Do I even need to turn around? But the fact is, is that we have to come before our Lord. We need to be spending time in daily prayer and meditation. And a lot of people will ask me, well, Christina, what's that prayer look like? Well, it can be, depending upon where you are in your relationship with our Lord, it can be anything from five minutes to an hour to, you know, whatever it is that your heart is longing for. That stillness, that quiet, that peace, that comes, the joy that results from us being in the presence of the one who loves us beyond measure. This is what we need to be about. So when we sit down, what I tell people is at least do, so if you're going to do 10 minutes, okay? Come together, come and set aside a quiet place, and then go and call upon the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, open my heart and my mind. Just settle yourself. Allow yourself to settle for a couple of minutes. Then you can use a vocal prayer. Something that, you know, I use all the time is the Ignatian prayer, uh, the Susupe uh, prayer, which is, take, O Lord, and receive all my life, my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my entire will. Whatever I have or hold you have given me, I give it all back to you. Grant me only your grace, and I will be totally satisfied. So, it's something of where, something to kind of settle us and begin that conversation. Um, I invite people, you know, so you do that first couple of minutes. The next couple of minutes, use His Word. Scripture is the easiest way to begin that conversation with our Lord. So, I instruct people and say, begin with the gospel. Just read the gospel of the day. And then, this is the big thing, okay, so that takes you two minutes, so you're up to four. Then take two minutes thinking about, what does this mean to me? What do I think is going on here? How does this apply to my life? Does it apply to my life? Okay, so take that two minutes. So you're up to six. Then this is the most important two minutes to be in silence and say, Lord, what do you think? What do you think is going on? What are you trying to tell me? And spend that time in quiet. Don't be trying to tell God what you think it is. Rather, Lord, because when you were thinking about what it meant, you actually were telling God at that time what it was. okay? So give him a chance to respond. And then the final piece, whatever His message is, whatever it is that you think is going on, whatever has convicted your heart, make a small, concrete and doable resolution, concrete resolution for yourself in that last two minutes. And then say thank you to Lord you know, for this time with you, and then go about your day. Now, if you have more time, you can expand those different steps that I just described. Those are the four R's that I talk to people about. Um, So it's very similar to Lectio Divina. It's just a modern way of thinking of it. Read, reflect, relate, and then resolution. So, but to do these things, but we have to come to our Lord in prayer. We have to ask his blessing upon our efforts so they can be brought to perfection, as Benedict talks about. And in so doing, we'll bring about our perfection as well. Our food for the hands comes from St. Francis de Sales, one of my favorites. He says, Have patience with all things, but chiefly have patience with yourself. Do not lose courage in considering your own imperfections, but instantly set about remedying them. Every day, begin the task anew. I know for me, I'll set resolutions because I'm becoming impatient with how quickly or not so quickly change is happening in my life. The things that I want to see. And this is good. This is good for us to set resolutions, for us to use what we can in our lives, our will, and our mind, and our own courage in order to go about trying to change things that we know we need to, you know, that we've identified and we know we need to adjust. So one of the biggest things is, for example, so like, um, you know, our weight's gotten out of hand, or we've fallen out of touch with a good friend, or, you know, anything, and we say, I'm going to call that friend. That's a concrete resolution. I'm going to call that friend today. And that's a good thing in order to reestablish your relationship. However, what we tend to do is, is that we tend to go in fits and starts, right? We tend to be very motivated and we tend to like reach out to the friend and it's like, yeah, and you catch up and you have a great conversation, but then you go back to your life, go back to your old habits and you don't reach out to that friend again for several months. And time, you know, builds up and eventually you're back to where you probably were like, oh, I need to get in touch with my friend. So my point is, is that we will fall back into old habits, but we need to be patient with ourselves. St. Francis de Sales tells us this specifically because he knows what we are like. He knows Don't lose courage just because you fell back into the old habits. Do not lose your courage, but rather remedy it. So one of the biggest things we have to understand is that discernment is a constant. Discernment is always happening. And discernment has three steps. Thank you, Father Timothy Gallagher, for for these three steps, for giving us very simple ways for us to be able to go about discernment. And one of the biggest things is, Is that we have to have an awareness then we have to have an understanding and then we take action so in this instance of calling a friend after a long period of time you came to an awareness I haven't called my friend and then the understanding is because I haven't gotten off my butt and called is my understanding life's gotten busy I haven't focused on this relationship so you take action you make a phone call but then you go back to old habits of you're not being attentive to this relationship. And instead of getting angry at yourself, rather be patient with yourself and have the courage to begin to remedy it again. So you have the awareness. You understand I've fallen back into my old habit. Take action, call, reconnect. So we can go through this pattern over and over again. And it's the same way when we're struggling with any kind of vice any kind of, you know, sin that might be in our lives. It could be something of having extra cookies or it could be having an extra drink or it could be, you know, expressing profanity when something happens rather than, you know, uh, biting our tongues or, you know, we lash out at someone in our impatience. Rather, start again. And over time, as we're striving to grow in virtue each day, the key is that we constantly are trying to begin anew. We try to begin again each day. And we don't stop. One of the greatest quotes that's out there about the only difference between a sinner and a saint is the fact that the saint kept getting up when they fell down. The sinner stayed down. The saint got back up. So we need to just continuously try and try again. We just need To keep saying, yes, we need to be willing to begin every day anew. But the choice is ours. So we have to be willing to say, yeah, I fell down again. Admit this, but not get discouraged by it. Not lose hope, but rather be patient with ourselves and say, Lord, help me try again. And then to do so. Our food for the feet. Comes from St. Gemma Galgani. During this new year, I resolve to begin a new life. I do not know what will happen to me during this year, but I abandon myself entirely to you, my God, and my aspirations and all my affections will be for you. I feel so weak, dear Jesus, but with your help, I hope and resolve to live a different life, that is, a life. Closer to you. I love this quote because very simply, St. Gemma gives us what our attitude should be that we need to cultivate in our lives, not just at the beginning of a new year, but each and every day. We need to have this attitude of abandoning ourselves entirely to God and trusting that God is a good and loving Father and trusting that my aspirations and all of our affections, that if we give them to God, that he will give them back to us in abundance and he will help them bear fruit in our lives. God knows what's in our heart. He knows that we desire to live a different, but more importantly, better life. A life that's really full of purpose and his peace and abundance. He promised us abundance. He promised us that in the Gospel of John when he said, I came to give you life, a life to the full. And God doesn't want to take that away from us. But we have to have an openness. We have to have a willingness to, one, resolve, to try and change, and second, to trust. That if we give ourselves to God, that he is going to make things so much better. And I know that seems to be, you know, like some platitude. You know, give it over to Jesus and everything is, is fine. But I can attest that this is the case. Do my life circumstances necessarily change when I give it over to Jesus? No. But what does change is interiorly. My interior life changes in such a way that even though I might be surrounded by chaos, I might be surrounded by tragedy, I might be surrounded by all of the evil that is in this world, I'm able to see goodness. I'm able to be a person of hope. I'm able to find joy in the most tragic of circumstances Because I know that I am loved. I know that I am being cared for. Even if the practical circumstances don't seem to be that way, that I'm being cared for, the fact is, is that I am being cared for. God loves me more than I can imagine. He loves each one of us more than we can ever love him. Our love of him is merely a response to all that he has poured upon us. So the biggest things that we need to do is that we need to go about putting him first. We need to go about trusting that God is going to help us do that. And when we do that, when we put him first, then others and ourselves, and we're caring for the things that truly matter, then we're going to see the difference in our lives then we're going to be able to see that giving it over to Jesus really does make a difference. That knowing his love does mean everything. That feeling his love is going to be something that is going to make our lives completely different. And one of the biggest, you know, I kind of made mention to St. Augustine earlier, And he also says, you know, you aspire to great things. Well, Pope Benedict told us, you were made for greatness. He told us this. And St. Augustine says, well, you aspire to great things. Well, begin with little ones. And that's what we're about. When we try to put first things first, we're going and doing the little things. We're going and, for example, I was talking about prayer. And you go and you set aside that five or ten minutes And you begin small. You begin by setting aside the time. And then you show up. And then you get better at how it is that you spend that time. And over time, if you're patient with yourself, if you have courage, then what will happen is that your life will be totally different. Your life will be one that is full of that purpose, is full of peace. Is full of abundance. Great things begin with little steps. In fact, I can even argue that, you know, God uses us, little people, little little ones, little creatures, to bring about His plan of redemption, just because we are little. And He became the littlest of children. He became the littlest in poverty. He became the littlest in possessions. He became the littlest in all things in order to show us that it doesn't matter who we are or what we are or where we are. He loves us and he's inviting us to come and to adore him just like the wise men did and what we celebrate on Epiphany. I hope that this has served you. God bless. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, one of the first things is for you to make sure that you're spending that time in daily prayer. I spoke about it in the podcast proper, but I can't stress how important it is to just set aside that little bit of time, be it little or a lot, depending upon where you are in the journey, but you need to be consistent about setting that time. So set aside time and a place that, you know, and put it as an appointment in your phone uh, to be reminded that this is my time, that I'm supposed to be sitting down and having coffee with our Lord. So that's number one. Number two is for you to, if you have not been to confession, to go to confession. Get that clean slate. So as you're trying to start new habits, and maybe you've tried to start and you've already fallen off the wagon, you might say, Um, but go to confession and ask for our Lord's grace. That's one of the biggest things about confession is that it isn't just us confessing our sins. It's also the opportunity God has to give us the grace that we specifically need for the exact sin that we're confessing. So go to confession, um, or if you've been to confession recently, make sure that you're doing an, an examine. Uh, you can find that on uh, my website, uh, my personal christinasimmons.com website, an examine, but you can Google it. But very simply, uh, begin and examine prayer in your daily habits if you're um, already doing one then being attentive to what is our lord bringing up in your life and that brings us to the third resolution and that is for us to trust god we can do this in many many different ways Uh, St. Faustina gives us, Jesus, I trust in you is a beautiful mantra, a beautiful litany that we can use as a constant of any time we feel anxious or we're beginning to go in and spin up or go down into a little hole about what's going to happen, but to be intentional about trusting God. So as a resolution, you could each day um, or one day this week, Uh, you could say, all right, I want to grow in trust. And I'm going to say each time I feel anxiety or stress, I'm just going to say, Jesus, I trust in you. Take a deep breath. Jesus, I trust in you. So those are three resolutions to help you be able to take what we talked about today and implement it into your life. Everyone, Christina Simmons here. And, you know, as we're beginning the new year, I know a lot of us will set resolutions for ourselves. And we have every intent of especially to pray more, to give more generously, do more works of mercy, more spiritual reading, whatever. But the fact is, is that many times we fail to do these things, right? And we fall back into our old habits. Well, one of the things that I have done within the Say Yes community is I've created a self-guided online course that you are able to go ahead and go through the steps so that you can put first things first in your life. And what that means is, is that you're putting God first, and you're ensuring that you are cultivating the habits that you need in order to do exactly that. So one of the biggest reasons why we should do that is so that we can become those saints that God created us to be, but even more so so we can become more like Jesus. So what I'm inviting you to do is just go to SayYesToHoliness.com, click on the Say Yes Community. It says Self-Directed Online Courses. Click on it and check out the First Things First course. Um, one of the great things that have been able to do is say is pay what you want opportunity so in other words you can pay a dollar or you can pay a hundred dollars whatever it is that this is worth to you you can do so i'm trying to make sure that there's no cost barrier for people being able to do what they need to do to become the saints that god created them to be so go and check it out go to SayYesToHoliness.com holinesscom and click on the online courses in the say yes community first things first, check it out. And I look forward to seeing you there. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at Christina Simmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.